podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship, Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everybody, welcome to Star Trek, the next conversation. I am star, captain, co-host, and conversationalist, Andy Secunda. (laughs) And I'm his friend, Matt Myra. (laughs) JK, everybody. We switched whose name we had. That's crazy. <laughs> what a kooky episode this is already. They are so confused. We are lying like a bunch of Romulan. <laughs> Stay tuned to find out what I meant by that. The Romulans really, really are getting their day. A lot of quadruple crossings. Yeah. I forgot how heavy the Romulans were in TNG's early going. I'm enjoying I it. I guess early. I've always mid, felt what like is this? Is this mid going? Is this early going? Season three of seven, right? Yeah, so it's uh, still in the early, I think. It's mid going. No. Season three is the middle. No. I guess four is three the and middle. a half. We're halfway through the season no, three. No, but four would be the middle, right? Because no, you, you have one, two, three. Middle season is four. And then you have five, six, seven. I guess so four is the, the middle. end of seven. So, yes, we're not going to seven. I guess we're going to the end of seven, which is really eight. No. What? You're confusing me. If you're saying the middle of seven seasons, isn't that three and a half seasons in? No, the middle of seven seasons is the fourth season. The beginning of the fourth season. All of the fourth season. Those 26 episodes or 24 uh-huh. episodes are the middle. Right. So you have one. You have three seasons on either side of it. Right. So that's why I think so the, the middle is the, the fourth season. The math I'm not season. doing correctly is... <laughs> So, guys, if you can help, so if you boring. can help Andy with the, math, the please math, write us. The math I'm doing incorrectly is that it would be the middle of the fourth season. Then the exact middle would probably be the middle of the fourth season. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, That's all I'm trying to get to. We got there, everybody. <laughs> Andy, how was Colorado? I didn't go to Col. Oh, he's tricking me because technically this airs <laughs> after I will have already been in Colorado. <laughs> you know what, Matt? It was great. There you go. Just put it out there. Make it the secret. Put oh, your, man. I saw mountains. I put it on your Put it on your trip vision board. Uh, saw friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was, episode did you guys watch? Um, we watched The Defector. Oh, that's a weird episode of Friends. <laughs> you said you saw Friends, and I was wondering if you watched that. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about our episode. The one where Phoebe has a baby. The one where the Romulans are in a face-off with Captain Picard. Interesting. I wonder if there are any crossover actors of Star Trek and Friends. Oh, there must be. Of course. If you have a list, send it in. Sure. Why to not? TrekTNC at gmail.com. Matt, should they watch The Defector? I think they should watch The Defector. I say, of course you watch The Defector. Andy, no one asked A little sneak you. peek. No I one asked I know, you. my opinion How doesn't matter at this you? part. All right. I just happen Your to be on the Your opinion only matters when we're doing the Andes. I really feel like a wharf here. <laughs> really? Get, like, get out of here. Down. I want you to go down to Turbo Lift 7 and vacuum. Yes. Someone has to vacuum, right? Very good. Someone's vacuuming that ship. Yeah, there's got to be cleaning people. Do you think they're crew people, or do you think Janitorial they are staff? like 
Unless it's uh, self-cleaning. Do you, think they're, do you think they're like um, academy cadets that are cleaning? Oh, good question. You know, because they're cleaning, you know, in, in, in Star Trek Two, right? Everyone's cleaning. I tell you this. For the Admiral's inspection. That's true. If they are cleaning and they're cadets, those, those people have to hate Wesley. <laughs> Thousand percent. He's, he's gets, he gets to be helmsman, and they're cleaning up. I wonder what happened in this episode where they were like, you know what? Let's not put Wesley. No, in Wesley. Because we don't want to have a scared kid going into war. Again. I was wondering if that if was that what was it was. It. I would have been like, I because can't. otherwise they just got this, this blank-faced individual yeah. sitting there. I was very strange and disorienting. And although it also did make me wonder. I feel like when Wesley is on, eh, no, I could be wrong about this. Have we seen Wesley up to this point in battle situations where Picard's like take the ship to Mark Four or whatever? Yeah, I feel like we've he, we've done that in in situations where they're chasing or running away from things, but not in a yeah, battle. Yeah, I mean, situation. I think we have. I could be wrong. They yeah. all sort of blend together. He's certainly on the fucking bridge big time in Borg times. Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. everything's just blurring together at this point. Well, sort it out, because we're not even halfway through, according to your calculations. We're not... Listen, we're not experts. We're lovers. No, that's James Bonding. Wow, right. you're really bleary-eyed. Right. We are experts. Let's just get into And lovers. Club, buddy. Wink, wink. Uh, we can't get into the Admiral's Club right now, because I forgot that we need doors. We don't need doors. We, we just need doors. Say we're in there. Andy, we're not in... Oh, my God. You son of a bitch. Hold we on. Here the whole time. Oh, no, no, no. No, that's not how this works. I think we all are familiar with how we get into this door. I did everything I could, guys. And it's this one. <sighs> oh, hey, everybody. Why do we love this podcast? I don't By know. Who I Am Doesn't Matter. Uh, well, how are you going to get it? You, that's your Admiral's Club name? It's a riddle. Admiral Who I Am Doesn't Matter. Oh, boy. Uh, although Matt said last week that these aren't admirals, these are just people hanging out in the admirals club. Why no, I, no, they're all at. They've attained the rank of admiral. The president's circle. They're not presidents. Oh, I see. These are admirals, but those they're are all admirals. I believe you said they've all been promoted last week. I disagree. Can. All right. Well, you know what? I don't care. Uh, why do I love this podcast? He does. It's killing him inside. <laughs> really? Why? Write him in. Is it the overabundance of mistimed sound cues that get more complicated every episode? Yep. Is it the superlative writing commentary? Are you saying you don't need this commentary? Because you're not going to get it anywhere else. Is it because I decided to rewatch from the beginning and realized I could skip to season four and just listen to Matt and Andy's recap? That might be it. I forgot how bad those first two seasons were. Yeah. Please, have Freaks on for a Riker episode. Thanks, guys. Oh, best of Riker. Best of Riker? Is that what we're going to do? That'd be, that, would, that would seem great, right? Yeah. Actually, that's I wonder what his idea. favorite episode is. It's probably when he directed that he's not in very much. Yeah. Because he's got he's got to think about his current life. Because he's a director, everybody. Acceptable. He's a very talented director. Clay Dam Collins says acceptable. I find the the podcast highly adequate. I often listen to it while I look for things. He's, Matt's leaving the Admirals Club. Thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey Andy, I just came to get this. I went to get the coffee. It was outside. I left it outside. You left it outside on the floor. You know, you're lucky. No, on the tiny table next to the chair that has a tree. You know, one of the weird alcoves in the <laughs> Enterprise. Do those exist? Yeah, there's a painting. The, in the corridor? Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> that I think is, we've seen them. Like a dentist's office? That's completely oh, weird. a thousand percent. That is completely bizarre, and I disapprove. 
Um, anyway, Clay Dam Collins says, I often listen to it while I look for things. Things that to make, make us him go. go. Yay, he's a pack lid. Honestly, though, the best part uh, of my Monday. Keep up the good work. Uh, and then from Mike Kiz, uh, Mike Eves, uh, Secunda and Myra, their sails unfurled. Uh, <laughs> I listen to a couple of Star Trek podcasts, and I can't say that yours is the most comprehensive or the best edited or good, but it's certainly the one I look forward to listening each week. Um, Wait, does he mean the most? It, he didn't specify. It's oh, us, but dear. It's certainly, it's certainly the one I look forward it's to. It's certainly one I look forward to listening to each week. Oh, so we're really right so in the middle of the pack. Nothing. We're in the middle of the pack. Yeah, there. he's giving us nothing. I thought originally it was, it's the one I look forward to the most, but he's not saying that. I think we're actually so well edited that when I do edit things, not even Andy notices. Do you edit the show? Sometimes. What I do take you, things out. What do you cut out? Things that might get... I don't know. Me or Andy in trouble. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I Have you taken out all our hot take political opinions? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, that 14-hour episode we did about uh, Donald Trump yeah. and the current state of the lefty, you didn't air that? Of the lefty liberals? I took the whole thing out. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got to take those people down. <laughs> all right. Those cucks. Um, now. <laughs> Said with such conviction. <laughs> Perhaps it's the delightful innocence of Andy's inquiries mixed with the smugly preening quality of Matt's retort and analysis. Anywho, put some Romulan ale on ice. Hey, Andy, I can make coffee in here. Oh, nice. I didn't even have to go outside. Of course. It's the Admirals Club. Of course they got a replicator in here. Uh, I can't wait to cool my heels they in the They keep calling Club. it a food station. The Admirals? No, the, the replicators. On the show? Yeah. This is now the second time in three weeks they've called it a food station. Isn't that usually because they're explaining it to second some time in two that weeks. doesn't understand? But, you know, I get explaining it to an Akamarian. Right. But explaining it to a Romulan defector. That does seem strange. Anyway. anyway. Although he seemed to act... Oh, we got to get into it. Anyway, I love your show. Mike... Oh, it's, it's not... His name is at Michaelope from Orange County, California. Cake, please. Mmm. And I'll tell you something, Matt. Um, Would you like any cake, Andy? I always want cake. Oh, I'll just mix you up your own cake. Uh, one more cake for Andy. He's just doing this to drive people insane. Oh, look at this, Andy. Cake Ooh. looks exactly like mine. Ooh, it's a birthday cake. Birthday cake is my favorite. It's my favorite, too. I'm just, this this is why we get along. Golden cake. With, I think this is one of the cornerstones of why we get along. No, it's the cornerstone. Cake. Uh, I did say to Matt, uh, I, he was nothing but a killjoy in my life just before this started, and he said uh, uh, that he felt the same. I said, right back at you, right buddy. Right back at you. He didn't say it in that charming way. He said it in that. In oh, a, ditto. I said ditto. Didn't yeah. I say ditto? You might have said ditto. <laughs> uh, anyhow, Matt, we got no presidents this week. You're oh. being robbed of your president thing. Well, you know. And I, that was the Adam's Oh, boy. You're Sorry. so quick to just end segments that I don't want to end. <laughs> anyway, hang on a second, Andy. I'm going to go check out the uh, President's Club. I this was coming, but I did everything I could. Hey, you guys good in here? Yeah, sure. Uh, all right, cool. Um, I'm the President. Oh, no. Andy, we got a problem. What's wrong? One of the guys in there thinks they're the President. Oh no! I'll, Wait. Be, I'll be right back. Are there no presidents in there? 
Hey, you guys know how this works, right? Yes, I, the president. No, no, I no, came into the no, president. You guys circle. have just donated. Uh, no, I no, you're in the circle. You're in the circle. You're in here. This is like the think of it as like the Delta Sky Lounge. I'm in charge of the executive branch. Okay, you're not, but um, thank you so much for your original donation, and uh, you're a valued member of the Federation. Uh, b- that paid to be here. I gave seven. Right, you gotta go. No, you gotta go. And one cent. Well, Andy, I think I solved all the problems. <laughs> Good job, Matt. Hey, no problem. Cake to go, please. And that's the Admirals Club. Okay. Hang on. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, we're back in the corridor. Matt, now we, that we're in the corridor, we do the show from here. I never thought about this. <laughs> we do the show from the corridor. We open up hails in this in this reason yeah. in this in this universe. We leave the Admirals Club, yeah. and we do the rest of the show standing in the friggin' corridor. Well, I mean, it's the only place we're allowed to do it. How do we even open the hails here? Well, there's access panels all along the whole corridor. This seems very, very um, not. Um, efficient. Let's well, say. look, we have access to the fanciest computers in the world. There, see, I can pull the hells up right here. Captain, we are being hailed. So you can, uh, Matt. Oh, sorry, I have another message coming in. Oh, is it a is it a voice hail? Because I can play that one if you like. Oh, please. Um, I know you were complaining last week about the. Uh oh, it's not working. Well. Hang on, let me just see if I can work it out for you. Oh, come on, bro. Uh, there we go. Okay, here it is. Hi, uh, your descriptions of where the Admirals Club and the President's Circle are in relation to each other really <laughs> makes me wonder what the ship you are on must look like. Uh, maybe someone could draw the blueprints for it, and uh, you could use it for the merchandise. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. Podcast. Uh, I really enjoy listening. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, person who finally understands the world I'm building. Yeah, he's really he was really tuned in. Oh. I found you've led into a lot of our hails and, and voicemails with your bizarre behavior on, uh, on a couple of these podcasts. Oh, sorry. I just opened more hails. We don't have any more hails. Uh, no, we do have more hails. Here's Uh-oh. another one. Hey, guys. Uh, Devanani Jones Jr. here. Um Boy, where to begin? Uh, first of all, on behalf of myself and my dad, Devanani Sr., uh, Matt, go fuck yourself. You got it, dude. Uh, that's from us and our, our stupid, shitty names, I think you said. Second of all, um, God, I was going to send you all of my What horrible mood was I in? Babylon 5 crossover fan fiction, and uh, Jesus, that's... Whew, that shot to hell now, so... Wait, pause you know, for I'm, one I'm second. Gonna... You're telling me that I talked us out of being sent all of his Babylon 5, Star Trek The Next Generation crossover fan fiction? You may have mentioned it, or you may be <laughs> Well, buckle the fuck up, because I couldn't be more excited right now. <laughs> oh, all right. I don't want to read anyone's fan fiction. Oh, come on. You want to read a little. A crossover? I'd be excited to see a little a Babylon. Sh- I would just be confused. I know, the whole that's, time. That's what's delightful about it. That's why I really enjoyed playing that clip last week because it was like Devin Nani into- Jones. Your name is not as bad as I previously said. I must have been in a foul mood. Is Devin Nani not the name of the? No, it's not. 
of a character? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember either. Anyway, um, so that was that one. And then uh, we have a a, a little bit more. Oh, Devin Nani. It was like, why does this guy have a weird fucking name? It's the Price Guy. The Price Guy. (laughs) I thought his name was Rawl. Devinani Rawl. That's what it was. We forget things all the time. Yes. And that's one of them. But also, I revert back to that previous statement. And triple follow-up. Yeah. That guy yeah. who called in right there, yeah. he gets us. Because he knows that I wouldn't want to read that fucking fan fiction. Yeah. I think he's... he's <laughs> that's having, a good... That is a good fun. caller. He's having fun. That is a good hailer. He did a... He did a... Would you a, like to co-host this with me? Um, I feel like you truly get me. This is the end of his message. And he's fired. There's a there's a bit that he does, so you can evaluate whether he's okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I want to basically tell you I'm really questioning where I exist in the universe right now, and uh, I'm not crying. You're crying. (laughs) That's finished. (laughs) He had a bit at the end. (laughs) He he acted it out. I like (laughs) all of that. All right, uh, this one. Is uh, a li- I'm giving you all the voicemails your little heart could want, uh, or voicemails. Self-destruct sequence has been initiated. Oh boy, Warp Andy! Core overload I think in four minutes, fifty-five seconds. You hit the wrong button. There will be no further audio warnings. <laughs> I don't know why they. Why do they have to specify there'll be no more further warnings? Um, I don't. I'm not entirely sure, but here I can just do this. Self-destruct sequence has been terminated. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. Uh, here, I'll just read this in the meantime. Tom Crawford says, in regard to your conversation about whether LaForge or Data has uh, is in charge of this shuttle mission, Data should, emphasize should, be in charge of the mission, even if LaForge isn't chief engineer. Um, yes, they both have the rank of lieutenant commander, but when they gain that rank, makes a difference as to who outranks whom. See Star Trek Borg for reference. I thought was interesting. I'll say it for reference. He's talking about the video game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, this information that says it's when you get Star Trek Borg. That is, I believe, Q is all up in that game. Yeah. I think we played a clip of yeah, that. We did play a, clip a while of back. Uh huh. That's true. Um, okay, so this one is a little bit of a long one, and it's from a while ago, but uh, it's uh, an interesting behind-the-scenes elaboration on something you mentioned regarding Riker. I can't help it if he doesn't dignify your your voicemail, uh, my friend, uh, with by playing the sound effects. That's not my area. I, I play the, oh, the jingles. That was just me getting getting on the turbo lift. Yeah, and that I, and then I got off the turbo lift just because. Well, I wrote it down one floor and then realized fun. that I left you doing the podcast by yourself, and then I came back up. It was very interesting in this episode when they they call for the Romulan to come up to the bridge and then I think they do in real time as they wait for him to enter I don't think they cut away they like talk about other stuff and Riker has some commentary and then he walks on you know what I like what real time what's that real time real time (laughs) you've been you've always advocated that real time next gen episode I want it I want it to happen beginning to end it'd be great give me fucking an hour on board the ship I'm surprised they never did that. I wonder if they didn't have the technology then. Anyway, here's the voicemail. I'm going to text Discovery. Uh, hey, Randy and Grat. Uh, this is Ben. <laughs> live about 40 minutes outside NYC. It's a, I guess it's the kind of place that city jerk-offs like to come to call upstate New York. We so, sure um, do. You guys talked about in season one about how Frakes' uh, 
breezy bone blowing on the fish album hoist uh you know you guys talked about that but there's actually a really great story behind it that i thought you guys might like to hear so um i know you guys talked about previously you know freaks is beguiling blown bone blasting uh, showed up on the fish song riker's mailbox from the album hoist uh but the story behind it is actually really cool uh the band members found out that the album's producer was freaks next door neighbor and uh, since the Fish guys are huge Trek fans, and uh, by the way, they also have a song called Spock's Brain, but they asked Frakes if that? he would play on their album. And uh, Frakes came over to the producer's house, and he laid down some uh, rad bone riffs for the album, uh, but the playing was uh, not so good, and they couldn't use it on any real song, so they put it on uh, the joke track, Riker's Mailbox, which is that terrible track of noise that you guys played on the podcast. Anyway, the song's, uh, the, the song's name is a reference to the mailbox that was outside Frakes' house at the time, which was a cow-looking thing that was really beat up and messy, kind of like the commander's trumpet bumping. So what's really cool is that since the album went platinum, Commander William Riker now has a platinum album hanging in his trophy room or wherever he keeps all of his awards for his trumpet triumphs. So anyway... uh well, just one more thing i got to say is, uh, Matt, you've always mentioned many times that people listen to this podcast in traffic, like that somehow devalues what you guys do. I just want you to know that I also listen to the podcast while I'm doing a lot of other things as well, like like, uh, like pooping and brushing my teeth. <laughs> there you go. Those are two valuable things right there. I'm just playing uh, Wolfman's Brother off Hoist. I love Hoist. Great album. Have you gotten to fish concerts? I have. How many? Uh, I've been to like three. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm going to the two that are happening in July this year at the Forum. Really? Kula and I are probably going to have a great fish time. That adds up that Kula's a, a fish fan. You know, he just gets sweet jams. But you don't get high. No. Not a pot smoker. No. I thought that was that had to be like an essential part of the culture. Uh... You know, I like to just, I like to actually enjoy, weirdly, I'm a fan of music <laughs> uh-huh. and like talent and musical, just, I don't know. I, I don't, so I don't like to, I don't even like to drink at concerts. Right. I like to be fully aware of the music that's happening. Fair enough. Weirdly. Um, Big summer for Matt. Dave Matthews has a new album. Yeah. Fish is coming. Dave will be here in September. Yeah. What a time. What a time to be alive. <laughs> It's 1994 in my head. Is that Watching your, Star Trek The Next Generation every week. It's your best year, isn't enjoying, it? Enjoying. Yeah, you know. A lot of good stuff happened in 94. It's a weird time to time travel, too. I was 11. Gates, uh, Laura A. wrote us, Gates McFadden actually did the choreography for Labyrinth. If you want to see footage of her working with the Muppets and David Bowie, it exists. And... Um, uh, of course, no, I've messed everything up. Well, that reminds me of the babe. What? The babe with the power. Is this a quote Then you say, what Labyrinth? power? And what then power? I say, the power of the voodoo. And then you say, who do? You do. Then you say, do what? Was this in the movie? And then I say, remind me of the babe. Is this just, are you just, are you just having a, a brain aneurysm? <laughs> you remind me of the babe. Then you say, what babe? And then I say, the babe with the power. What power? The power of the voodoo. Who do you do? Do what? Remind me of the babe. Dance, magic, dance, and that starts. What's going on with you? What are you talking about? Something terrible is going on with your brain. I think you're (laughs) 
I think you're trapped in one of those episodes where there's a brain virus and uh, and everyone takes far too long to figure it out. But you know what? I'm in the moment. I, I and honestly, I'm, I'm taking too long to figure I it out. I honestly could be dead right now. <laughs> could you? I think so. Well, let's let's uh, depart this universe. Are you being reborn? <laughs> yes. Every time I hear a sound effect, I'm sure that I've done something wrong on my computer. <laughs> it's the lab. It's labyrinth. Is this labyrinth? Oh. Just want everyone at home to really enjoy themselves. Do they sing this? Did they? Well, David Bowie sings it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now I remember this. He's the Goblin King. <laughs> you remind me of the babe. Babe. Babe with the power. Power. Power of voodoo. You do. Remind me of the babe. See? Jim Henson did a lot of brilliant things in his life, and he also did a lot of weird things. Well, Here's how that joke should work. You say Jim Henson did a lot of brilliant things in his life. He also made Labyrinth. <laughs> that was more concise. There you go, everybody. We have finished the hails. All right. Have we finished the hails? We can if you Is want there to. more hails? There's always more hails. Oh. It's an endless uh, supply. An endless supply of Let me hails. just play a little snippet of Gates McFadden behind the scenes of Labyrinth. Free time for me in terms of just exploring my own ideas and and working with people and trying to come up with a a style for that sequence. It's uh, David Bowie and uh, Jennifer Connelly dancing. She's nodding at uh, Jim Henson. It was a fun kind of thing to to try to weave together. Yeah, she's giving directions to a little So person. what's happening right now is you're describing this clip to me right. and the audience. Well, they, uh, I'll, you know what? I'll put it up on the, on the Twitter won't. feed. He's going to forget. Our Twitter feed is at Star Trek TNC. Our Instagram is at Star Trek TNC. Um, a little bit of a, not really a debate because Matt's not engaging in the discussion at all, but uh, there's a little bit of a, a thought about uh, how to structure the Patreon page. Uh, you've all get sent in your suggestions. People have sent in suggestions? They sent in, I don't know, they sent in some suggestions, but uh, we're trying to figure out if we're, if we're charging a monthly rate, which honestly, I didn't understand that that's how Patreon worked. Um, Andy also does not understand how podcasts work. I'm so. not convinced that there is an internet and that people are listening to this. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of a it's a service Matt's done putting all these fake reviews in. It's Actually, for Andy, the reason he's so tired isn't because he does all these other podcasts because he keeps creating the illusion of this one. Yep, and we're pretty much waiting for the treatments to stop working so Andy can go quietly into the night and I don't have to keep doing this. Nothing will ever destroy me. We're supposed to be making his last few months on Earth full of podcasts. I will live forever. Oh, boy. Anyway, we can it's get out of this. accurate. <laughs> That wasn't that bad, was it? How Mm. far in are we? Uh, That was, would you like to guess? Uh, 32. 26. Oh, you're not good at guessing. You're not good at guessing. That's not nice. (laughs) We didn't talk about the uh, the production stills they released from Star Trek Discovery. No. 
Uh, Andy, looks like we're gonna we're gonna be seeing. Uh, it's probably the back of Christopher Pike right there. Looks like we're gonna be seeing Star Trek uniforms in the colors we remember. Oh, I'm excited. Yep, yep. So fancy stuff is happening. I think we're not allowed to discuss Discovery on this podcast. I'm discussing uh, the hey because my contract. Would you guys is, uh, like me? to talk about discovery as part of the patreon thing and without matt (laughs) i'd have to figure out how to do it boy i think that the audience just went cold on you (laughs) because we can't hear them they were actually cheering the phrase without matt sends shivers down the spine of any true podcast we'll see matthew myra or brings cheers into their earbuds i'm fine with you saying that doesn't interest us um but uh let us know um dance magic dance matt no do you don't want to talk about the stay in track history oh well, that i can do i thought you were asking me whether or not people should listen to this episode of the podcast <laughs> what would you think i was asking that <laughs> i already know the answer to that question Matt, should people listen to this episode of the podcast? <laughs> no <laughs> i should ask you that at the top of the podcast just to get your temperature of how you feel about what we're about to go into january 1st 1990 the defector aired andy that's right pal and an interesting twist u.s radio listeners preferred another day in paradise by phil collins while uk listeners loved hanging tough by the new kids on the block interesting California Gold by John Jakes is a bestseller. Seller War of the Roses led in the box office uh, in its fourth week of release. Um, New York City's MTA stopped its token redemption program. Oh no! How did you feel about that? I was really upset by the loss of the New York City tokens. They're really cool. They had an NYC on them, and uh, the older ones had a, a Y that was carved out in the middle, which I really liked. Whatever the case, All My Children's 20th Anniversary special airs. It was a clip show for the ages where scrapbook pictures segued into memorable scenes. Time magazines. <laughs> that's, Time my magazines. Best, that's the best bit of news we've heard ever. <laughs> Time magazine's cover featured Man of the Decade. Can you guess who it was? Man of the Deck of the 80s? Reagan. Good guess. It was Mikhail Gorbachev. Oh. Oh, that's the news? That's it. Oh, you should say something like that's what's happening. And that, folks, <laughs> is your day in Trek history. All right. Phil, thanks so much for, for, for playing us out here into, into Star Trek times. Now we're going to talk about Star Trek times. It's the defector, Andy. It was Stardate 43462.5. Directed by Robert Shearer, back again. Written by Ronald D. More. That's why this episode rocks. Uh, while fleeing his own people across the neutral zone in a small scout, a low-level Romulan tactical clerk asks for asylum, bringing with him shocking news. The Romulans plan to retake the buffer area after almost 200 years. Can Picard trust the defector? A probe finds some cloak-like spatial disturbances in Nelvana 3, uh, the site that was mentioned by Satal, the defector. But his evidence of his good faith is fragile at best, certainly not reason enough to justify crossing into the neutral zone and risking war. Then the lowly clerk reveals himself as the Romulan Admiral Jarak and provides Picard with the defense and planning data he has seen. His defection, he says, was prompted by a blind aggression of the new Romulan command and by concern for his daughter's future. 
if a senseless war breaks out, but the truth is revealed when the Enterprise risks a neutral zone encounter. No invasion was planned. The signs of activity were faked. Three warbirds decloak and demand the Enterprise surrender. Jarek, already in disfavor for his protests, has been used. All seems lost until, on a prearranged signal, three Klingon ships appear. With the odds reversed, the warbirds leave. But the Romulan Admiral knows what his fate will be. He is found in his cabin, dead by suicide, leaving only a letter that Picard wistfully hopes can be delivered to his home someday in pieces. <laughs> I said pieces instead of peace. <laughs> It would be funny if they delivered it in pieces after all that. Uh, just ripped up his letter to his daughter. Ron Moore calls it the Cuban Missile Crisis at the Neutral Zone. I respect that. Yeah. At one point, during rewrites, it became the love story between Crusher and Jarok. No. Oh, yeah. That would have been great. That angle was eventually written out. I would have loved to have seen that. In which she treats the Romulan in sickbay. A planned Sherlock Holmes teaser with data was cut two days before filming began due to a lawsuit. Uh-huh. Uh, he turned to Stewart as company scholar to help in picking out a replacement. They decided on Henry V with a heavily made-up Stewart in the role of Michael Williams, one of the soldiers. I knew as soon as this opening happened, this opening teaser, I knew that uh, Patrick Stewart had to have his hands all over it because it's... It's just a, a crazy shoehorning of, of a Henry course. V scene. And he cast, he's both cast as the director and as a person in the scene, which seemed like a strange move for Data to have programmed a weird guy that looks like Picard into the scene but isn't Picard. So uh, it was just an excuse for Patrick Stewart to do his thang, his Shakespeare thang, and I respect that. But it is weird. Uh, yeah. Well, Andy, do you have any more information you care to share? Um, or I will can, you dispense as we go? I can dispense as we go. Fair enough. All right, everybody. Here we are on Galorndon Core. Long <laughs> week. There's references to it, though. Which pleased me very much. Again, no captain's log. Well, what you're about to hear is a big old John log dropped by the captain. You know what I mean? A weird scene that doesn't need to be here. Fair enough. Could be. We have no great cause to desire the approach of day. Who's there? A friend. Under what captain serve you? Under Sir Thomas Serpingham. I wonder if we're supposed to be fooled by that being Patrick Stewart. What thinks he of our estate? Like, we're supposed to know that that's supposed to be Patrick Stewart, right? I can't imagine that they thought there was any chance of fooling us, no matter how much hair (laughs) knows changing. It'd be amazing if that was Patrick Stewart's perspective. He was like, like, "Mm, I bet they don't know it's me. uh, I know you just cast me for this. But it turns out that I am Patrick Stewart. He pulled off the wig and the, the prosthetics. So what you're saying is he took the time out of his day to go to the open casting call for this part. Exactly. In that makeup. And they were all like, why is Patrick here? I don't know. Play along. Let I think he's read. lost his mind. Let him read. Ha <laughs> It is I. That looked to be washed off the next tide. He has not told his thought to the king. No. 
or does not meet he should. For though I speak it to you, I think the king is but a man, as I am. The violet smells to him as it doth to me. Yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Our obedience to the king wipes the crime of it out of us. But if the cause be not good, the king himself have a heavy reckoning to make. But all those legs and arms and heads chopped off in a battle shall join together at the lap. By the way, this is the happiest you've ever seen Ben acting on Star Trek. He's not bound to answer the particular endings of his soldiers. What an eccentric performance. Splendid. Data splendid. What do you think of his, the Patrick Stewart, Captain Picard clapping just by hitting your fist against an open hand? I don't know. Maybe that's an old Shakespeare thing. I don't know. Is it? It could be. That seems like something Patrick Stewart would try to do to all of us. Definitely. Freeze program. I'm going to put my own spin on this. I'm going to hit my, clap my hands with my fist. Thank you, sir. I plan to study the performances of Olivier, Branna, Shapiro, and Kulnark. You know, you know, Lawrence Brana. Olivier, you know your movie you enjoy very much, my favorite year. Sure. Lawrence Olivier. Uh, isn't Laura, who's in that movie? Who's the star? Peter O'Toole. Peter O'Toole is what I meant to say. O'Toole and Olivier get confused. I gotta sit you down and we gotta watch that. But apparently, Maybe Peter that's O'Toole, a Patreon Peter O'Toole messed up one line the entire time they were shooting and then apologized to every single person on the crew that sounds right. for messing up the line. That's amazing. That's a fact I heard last night. What a class act! Way to go, Peter O'Toole. He is so friggin' funny in that movie. Until it's, next everything's time, Peter very O'Toole. Broad. I think he's dead now. So I can't say until next time, Peter O'Toole? Well, you're suggesting there'll be a next time. It when seems we unlikely. die. Oh, I see. Until <laughs> <laughs> our next time? What a downer. About the human condition. And there is no better way of doing that than by embracing Shakespeare. But... You must discover it through your own performance, not by imitating others. Regular Picard. Sorry to interrupt, sir. Go ahead, number one. You know, this is my private time. <laughs> I've blocked it off to teach Data how to act. I'm sorry, sir? Yes, I'm teaching an android how to act. <laughs> There's a lot of important stuff okay, going on upstairs. Sir, we're, they are the Federation flagship, uh, and we're pretty close to the neutral zone anyway. So you sure you want to be down there teaching them how to act? Him understanding humanity through the art of Shakespeare is more important it's than any mission. Henry the Fifth, number one. <laughs> Sensors are picking up an unidentified craft in the neutral zone. It's heading toward Federation space. We're on our way. The card out. We'll uh, get to the rest of the act another time, Data. Like later tonight. Computer file program and clear. Captain, why should a king wish to pass as a commoner? If he is the leader, should he not be leading? Listen to what Shakespeare is telling you this about is a the handheld map. camera shot. Them tracking King down the hallway here. True feeling for his yeah, if only this was a continuous shot that lasts the whole episode, you'd get your wish. Sir. Oh, I don't want them to do the entire episode in one take. That sounds terrible. Oh, you just want it in real time. I just want it in real time. Not rush it, shall we? Hmm. Shoot it like a multicam. Guys, I, I, are you also bothered by the fact that there's no line in the carpet in the turbo lift? I know I brought this up a week or two ago, but I just still can't. It bothers me now every time I see it. I think. I just want there to be one, just a little line. I think that the, uh, I think I may have said this last time. You the, think the carpet is smart carpet? The carpet, like, basically is, is organic. It's, like, almost uh, sentient. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it splits when the turbo lift disappears, and then it reattaches. 
when it uh, when I know, it I know that again. that's your theory, but I don't yeah. like it. Because it makes that's you feel uncomfortable that Andy's, we're walking on sentient carpet. Andy's standard defense. Oh, wait a minute. That was a theory. Wait, was it? Andy's theories are very interesting because he's really smart. The carpet in the Enterprise is sentient. He is so smart, that Andy. <laughs> so the song says. for doing this far into the neutral zone. Captain, shall we transmit a warning to withdraw, sir? Open a hailing frequency. I sir. Captain, the Romulan is healing us. Visual. Not within range yet. Visual. Open a channel. Federation ship, do you read? I require urgent assistance. This is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS... Federation ship, please help me. Requesting asylum. Under pursuit. Pursuit. Visual range. On screen, Captain. We. That's a fun cold open. Very good. I like how they're already in visual range, but it will take them a while to get there. I don't understand how cameras outside the ship work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless they have like 14 Hubble telescopes outside of the ship just pointed at things. Well, you, you don't understand? How the ship can see how visual contact. The Enterprise's visual contact, I feel like, is very far away. Uh-huh. You know, and they have these amazing close-up shots of the scout ship. Well, isn't it? Isn't it basically? You know, it's like uh, telescopes plus video times you know two centuries. So, Andy, are you doing another standard defense? <laughs> it's not a standard defense. But I guess actually that one is a standard defense. All right, let me find it. Hang on a second. Let me see where it is. Because this is Andy's. Oh, Andy's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how fast that would be. Keep us out of the neutral zone. Channel is open. How long before they cross over into Federation territory? 41 seconds, sir. Romulan Warband, this is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Federation vessel Enterprise. Hello. You have crossed into the neutral zone. <laughs> squiggy? <laughs> Number one, is that Squiggy? I believe it is, sir. <laughs> I wonder what kind of corrupt, <laughs> disgusting creature is on that scout ship. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, no. Lenny's there, too? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Fun on the Paramount lot. Explain yourself and your intent. No reply, sir. Hail the scout. Responding. On screen. Federation craft. Please, you must help me. We are moving to intercept. Maintain your course and power. Scout ship is severely damaged, sir. Engines and operative shields are down. Position. Coordinates. 140 by 205, sir. Federation space. Right. Move to within five kilometers. Missile Forge, prepare to extend our shields around the Romulan scout ship. At that range, the shields won't be able to take much punishment, Captain. Five kilometers, sir. So they're extending the shields out five kilometers. Can, so you can do that? Has that been established before this? I point? mean, yeah, you can always extend the shields over something, but it's just like crazy it's it, the idea that like you're going to extend this five kilometers seems pretty far like i could see like 500 meters extending it you know what i mean i'm having five kilometers is like three uh, miles 15, isn't it like 15 miles no three miles three miles you know like when you run a 5k you're running about three miles 
Interesting. Andy's eyebrows are furling like he doesn't know how long a kilometer is. Andy, right. it's 1,000 meters. I don't know any of that foreign crap. Think I of it as a standard in America. Okay, do you know how big a meter is? Oh, yeah, it's three miles. <laughs> wow. Do you know how big a meter is? I think it also, it's, it's being revealed just how unlikely it is that I ever have thought to or have come close to running a 5K. <laughs> um, that actually sounds much more doable than I thought. Well, yeah, if you thought they were fi- it was 50 miles. I thought it was 15 miles. Well, then still. You, a meter. So you thought you were going to run more than a half of a marathon? You were, thought you were going to run in a 5K? A meter is like three feet, yeah. right? Yeah, you're okay, getting it. So now I you're getting it. it. Now you're getting it. So. Andy, what's a thousand? What's a kilometer then? If it's three feet, it's a thousand meters. I don't know how to do that, man. 3,000 feet. Oh, yeah. It's how really long obvious. is a mile? It's so obvious. How long is a mile? <laughs> Wait a minute. How does how, how long does, is a mile? Five thousand. How 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 long is a mile? Um, one point five kilometers. Kilometers. Oh, I see what you're trying to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What how were you many asking? Feet, how many feet is a mile? How many feet is a mile? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Really? Yeah, I really don't know. Oh man, talk about a guy who lived in New York his whole life. How, how many, many blocks away? <laughs> oh, okay. This I understand. <laughs> how many feet is a mile? Let's say you want to take the Second Avenue subway. Right? And you're down in the Soho area. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Okay, let's say you're like, uh, you're on Orchard. Okay. Okay, you're on Orchard and Houston. Down in Little Italy. You're in Orchard. No, you're on Orchard and Houston. Oh, Orchard and Houston. You're very close. You're near Little Italy. Yeah, you're, you're very close. You haven't gone Italy. over the dividing line. You haven't head over down to get some pizza. Let's say you wanted to get to the 2nd Avenue subway. How many How many blocks would you have to walk? Uh, that would be seven blocks. Well, I give or take. It'd actually be one <laughs> block. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right, well, I'm not. Uh, it's I'm okay. not a good New Yorker either. Well, he also like doesn't go there. As how much many as I feet do. is in a mile? Five thousand two hundred eighty, I think. Right? What? How, is that, how am I supposed to know that off the top of my head? It's a mile. Is it like? Is that crazy? I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess. How many? Clearly, no. You knew it. How many minutes are in a year? <laughs> this you should know from Rent. <laughs> I don't. I never saw Rent. Oh boy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You've never seen Battlestar Galactica. I'm not gonna take crap on this podcast for not having seen Rent. <laughs> you've never seen Anthony Rapp in Rent. <laughs> Anthony then Rapp. You was haven't of lived. no Star Trek significance until a year ago. <laughs> Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. Oh, that's what that song is about. There you go. Interesting, Andy. It's all about numbers. Sure. All stop. Stop. <laughs> Stand shields. Shields in place. We've got the scout ship, Captain. Weapons on the Warbird are fully powered, sir. Lock phases, open a channel. Ready. Romulan vessel, you are now in Federation territory. I love the Warbird. Yeah, cloak in. No argument. Warbird has re-entered the neutral zone. Now, how does he know that if it's closed? I don't know. That's a a flaw, isn't it? Maybe maybe the cloaking device is not super accurate until it's, like, powered up for 30 seconds or something. Uh That's a standard defense. I was looking for it. Power failure to the scout ship, sir. All systems are going offline. Including life support. Standard Prepare to beam the occupant of the scout ship directly aboard. Aye, sir. Mr. Worf. Mr. Data. Lock onto the scout ship. Take it in tow. I want to imagine that they allowed uh, Colm Meany and Will Wheaton 
the week off to participate in some sort of terrible independent movie we've never seen. <laughs> like, I feel like I mean, O'Brien would be there. Colmini's in a lot of good ones. Oh, I know, but I'm just like imagining what was happening this week that Wesley and Chief O'Brien aren't available. This was 1990? This was 1990. This was the January 1st, 1990. So it would have been 89. Will, Will Wheaton had any interesting uh, stuff going on then. Maybe he just got the... His contract was like, you get to do 18 episodes. And then they were like, man, we don't need him. He was in a TV series called Monsters in 1990. That's strange. You're strange. And then, oh, he was in Toy Soldiers in 91. So maybe he was shooting that. Makes sense. Energize. You know what I would also love to see? What? Maybe this is a maybe this is a good uh, a good. Uh, ooh, he was she was in she's having a baby uncredited. I wonder who as whom. Um, but uh, he was in an after school special uh, called "My Dad Can't Be Crazy." Ellipse. Can he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Mulan <laughs> defector who claims to be a low-ranking logistics officer with extraordinary information about a secret offensive. The humiliating defeat at the Battle of Shiraz has not been forgotten. Now, we don't know the about what the Battle of Shiraz is, do we? Well, I think it's probably a battle that took place um, at Shiraz. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and, and it uh, was probably that check like out. That the, the Federation sense. probably won the battle. Yes. So. Yeah, so it's probably humiliating. So we don't... Uh, no, that's it. That's what it was. You don't... Uh, out, disregard the treaty and claim the neutral zone. Nelvana 3 is just the first step. You're saying an entire base has already been established there? Within 48 hours, the reactor core will be online. Ooh. So it's the Federation dis- sensor... It's discussed in Enterprise. The Battle of Sharon was a pivotal battle that took place in 2160 before the Rom- between the Romulan Empire and Earth and Dorian Vulcan Tellarite Alliance. Well, that's a lot of... Oh, I, that leads me to a question, actually. Um, the outcome of the battle effectively ended the Earth-Romulan War with the humiliating defeat of the Romulans. That, that's not a spoiler because they've just implied it, right? Anyway. You can't, I, here's the thing. You yeah. can't spoil something in the past. <laughs> you can if it's not yet revealed. Uh, you could spoil stuff in... Uh, in um, uh, what's the new show that you're doing the thing on <laughs> Discovery? <laughs> well, you, I can't. I mean, you can't. All you've like said, the information the you've just said, is the information he just said. That he implied he didn't go into the detail. The humiliating defeat of the Battle of Sharon has not been forgotten. Yeah, but we didn't know what it was. We didn't know the that the neutral zone has been established for 200 years, right? So we have to think. Okay, this is you're you're connecting dots that don't necessarily need to be. You don't need to know that this was the end of the Earth Romulan War. Yeah, that's true. That's not actually implicit there. Anyway, this leads me to my other question. It's just humiliating. You know, <laughs> it's humiliating. It's humiliating. <laughs> I'm the president. Oh no! How did he get out here? Get back in there! I'm allowed to order. No, around. no, sir. Please, well, you're right you're outside the Admirals Club. You're, you're not a president. Your, your podcast right sir, in the corridor here. Please, sir. I didn't even. I don't even know how you got out here. I didn't even hear the door open. I went through the other door. No, sir. Come on, follow me. Oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Yes. Right this way, sir. No. Thank you. Oh. oh boy, oh boy, Andy is not gonna be happy with this. 
Hey, buddy. Sorry. I don't know what how. What's going on? I don't know man. how he got out there. Jeez. I just, I don't, I really, I can't explain it because I, he said he came out the other door and I, I didn't, I wasn't aware there was another silent door somewhere out of the Adams Club. Wait, what's happening? And that was the Adams <laughs> Club. He left the Admiral's Club, so the thing goes off. <laughs> um, God, I can't really imagine anyone enjoys this. <laughs> I really. <laughs> we may have lost grown our, adults our, playing as of with sounds. Subscribe Patreon donations. <laughs> Wait, I never got to my question. Oh, what was it? Was it about Galorndon Core? What's the deal? What is the oh deal? god! Here he goes, Andy. <laughs> Going into my airplane hunk. food is not good because it's hard to prepare in mass for that many people in a small space. That's why <laughs> airplane food's not great. I mean, come on. Um, the uh, the yes, Romulans. we put a man on the moon, Andy. I know, but we can't make a wrinkle-free shirt. I get it. <laughs> this is all. This was all of his uh, stand-up. The stand-up days come and come back full force. Give us your. Give us your your weakest stand up joke. Oh, it would <laughs> the one be, that you kept it, it would be. <laughs> it, it would be. Uh, kept inevitably, I would my name would get mispronounced when I would go right. up. So let's say Mira, uh-huh. and I would call. I would go up and I'd say, "Oh, thank you so much. Uh, it's actually uh, Myra." Uh, but you really, you can call me whatever you want, uh, except for fuckface. That's what my mother calls me. That's that was uh, the dumb. That was the dumb, terrible. It's a joke solid. I would say here you know, and there. Um, like no, no, no. Trying to hit most of the. Oh, I believe kind of, you yeah. went. Eh. No, <laughs> that was your reaction, which was uh, the appropriate reaction. I'm not. I can't. But do you asked the question, so, so I no, I can't it. do stand up. You answered honestly. Yeah. Here's my question: What's going on? <laughs> Oh my god, Andy! For the last time, without hacking, no one cares about the differences between how white people watch Star Trek and how black people watch Star Trek. (laughs) All right, let me rephrase this. I read in the news today. Oh no! Oh no! Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Um. What's going on in the Romulan territory on the other side of the the neutral zone? Like, are they do they are they oppressive leaders of all of that territory? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, are they enslaving people? You're wondering, people? What, what, you're wondering what Romulan space is like. Yes, is it like North Korea over there? I don't know. Yes, maybe. I, I think it's more like Nazi Germany. Because like the, he, it's like hyper militaristic, right? You know, it's a society that values military above all. They share a lot with the Klingons. Let's be honest. Uh huh. Um, but they're also like, uh, you know, the Klingons are more like uh, <laughs> Klingon space lives like this. <laughs> we're gonna go battle. We're Klingons. We're we'll fight for honor. <laughs> And Romulans are more like this. We're going to beat the Klingons at their own game because the Klingons are very stupid, but we will ultimately rule this part of the galaxy. It's so true. That's what they're like, guys. Oh, Oh, my God. Tune in. Where is this guy's CD? (laughs) (laughs) uh, They're available. They're in the back. I'll be selling them after the show. Thanks for coming. I'm getting a T-shirt. Don't forget to uh, purchase my shirt. Uh, Riker obviously says what happens in the holodeck stays in the holodeck. Oh, man. He's having sex in there. I owned that shirt. Uh, Did you? Yeah. I saw a picture of it the other day. (laughs) 
I don't know where that shirt went. Anyway, uh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Let's move forward. I'm having a great time, though. Oh, good. That's what's important. The fact that no one else is is not my problem. <laughs> Typical Rondell employee, sir. It's always a game of chess with them, isn't it? Well, that's his stand-up. At least he's given us a chance to get a look at some Romulan technology close up. Mr. Forge, you will lead the away team over to the scout. Commander, you and Counselor Troy will conduct CTOL's interrogation. Captain, permission to observe the interrogation? No, Mr. Data, I need you on the bridge with me. There is much to be done. We have less than 48 hours to prevent a war. Do you, think, do you think Robert Shearer was like, all right, guys, I want you to stand in order of height <laughs> and importance. <laughs> Okie dokie. Great it's job, Jordy everybody. Data and then Riker in the background. But like weirdly, like perfectly. Yeah. Like a perfect line. It's true. Uh, Frakes is a tall drink of water. How tall is he? <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> How tall oh, is he? <laughs> He's uh, so tall. This will depend on establishing uh, the truth. Oh no! What happened, Andy? That I, it was a kind of a crappy effect, but I love that they're 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 saying, "All right, we're going to go, for, we're going to get that technology," and then it just blows up in the background. It's pretty cool. There is, by the way, a ton of. Let me follow this up. Go ahead. The ship should be fucked up. The Enterprise, because it was, so it was inside of its own shield. It's <laughs> a really good point. It's not like the shields were up, <laughs> right? And a ship blew up, right? Like a reactor like the romulans use a, a quantum a, f- a fake singularity like a like a f- they're they don't use warp drive they use a quantum singularity like a fake black hole right as their energy source right, right? so if that thing blows up next to the ship right and it was only 3.1 miles away <laughs> well done andy <laughs> thanks uh, actually three point it's probably much it's probably much closer at that point right i mean they probably moved a little closer to it it looks like it's hanging right out the window it did again i don't know how big a romulan right. scout ship is or do they blow up the but images? here's what i'm saying those aren't windows by the way right there are images that that are being projected what are you talking about in here in the yeah is they're that, not windows they're force fields oh i see so that's why they don't have to worry about anything you're talking about outside the observation deck. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's not. It's either transparent aluminum mm-hmm. or a force field. Do you think that there's an actual substance in addition to the force field? Well, there's got to be a subspace dampening field. I made that one up. I don't know. There has to be a subspace dampening field. But there's a structural integrity field. That I know. Uh huh. So there is some sort of field over thing. But my point is that the Enterprise should be pretty damaged. Yeah. Speaking of damaged, let's talk about Satal's face. <laughs> I'm not a traitor. All you can see is the opportunity to exploit me. The Federation credo, exploitation. Oh, you couldn't get aboard my ship fast enough. Strip it down. What secrets might it reveal that we can use? Uh, you're the one that defected, bro. Can't you understand? I came to stop a war. If you could just hold still. Now, there was apparently... Yes. Gonna be a, uh, a relationship. Did you already say this? I already said that earlier. I guess I thought I read it. Oh, no, Andy. Oh, no. That's amazing, though. Do you think you read everything you hear? So, is that where... (laughs) Is that is that um, 
This is a lingering leftover. That would have been a lingering leftover moment because she's being very touchy. Her bedside manner is off the hook, bro. Uh That's true. Thank you, doctor. So this guy... fortunate that you know something of Romulan medicine. Oh, yeah, play this. Yes, I had a chance to gain some experience recently. Killed both my patients. The way she looks over at Worf is like, you motherfucker, I could have saved them both. <laughs> but you had to be a fucking Klingon. We've established that Worf was relieved of that responsibility as soon as the Klingon refused the you procedure. You are aware of a great deal for a logistics clerk. It was common knowledge. I can show you my rating code. Forge credentials are a simple matter for a spy. How do you allow Klingon Patak to walk around in a Starfleet uniform? I do like this. You are lucky this quite is a, bit. a Klingon ship. We know how to deal with spies. Oh, remove this toy Zah from my sight. I like this. Your knowledge of Klingon curses is impressive. But as a Romulan might say, only a Varul would use such language in public. Mr. Worf, please see to the security arrangements for our guests' stay. Aye, sir. You find something amusing? Lieutenant Worf, I like him. To be more accurate, I understand him. Warrior, proud, fearless, living only for combat. Exactly the type that will get us all killed if we're not careful. Sir, have you taken your meds? Because you seem to be all over the place emotionally right now. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, I think this guy is great. This is James Sloyan playing this. Everybody, let's take a trip down IMDb Lane with Andy Secunda, Master of Credits. James Sloyan, uh, he was in Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, he's in a ton of stuff. He was in Voyager as Mabror Jatrell. Oh, I love Jatrell. I made that up. I, I don't remember who he was. Kamtar and Firstborn and Next Generation. Um, he was in uh, MacGyver. He's been in everything. Jake and the Fat Man, um, Growing Pains, Cagney and Lacey, Moonlighting. Uh, the one, the thing I remembered him from was The Sting. Because he's the guy that they sting at the beginning, and he goes, "I just made the world's easiest five grand," and then it turns out he did. Well, I mean, they're on, they're doing, they're doing a sting on him. Sure. So yeah. obviously, it's not going to work out. It was like a mini sting. You had to know that going in, Andy. Were well, you surprised? Um, I think you went to a movie is. called The Sting. You know, nobody knew what a sting was back then. Now they do. <laughs> now it's common knowledge. Yeah, he was also in X Files. Um, anyway, I think he's real real good in this episode and i think he shows a lot of range i'd watch a buddy comedy with him and tomalock sharing an apartment <laughs> that would have been great yeah and tomalock andreas katsoulis it's andreas katsoulis okay you babylon five nerds <laughs> get off my case oh the babylon five <laughs> it's jacar it's babylon five all right so angry at me oh man the, i can't tell you how many They're so angry hails we have received about babylon five people, people it's detailing good, it's like, everything it's you say matt this is the reason it plays into your story Star Trek love and blah 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 blah. Uh, well, at least they're trying. Oh yeah, it's all reasoned. No, yeah, they're not. Uh, they're will not I ever watch them? And I, honest to God, don't know. And by the way, they keep telling me to watch it on my own. God, knock on wood here. I think if I become terminally ill, I'll check it out. This is the food station. There it is again. Me. It's the, the food station. Oh. 
Wait, we'd like to ask this you is more after questions. the interrogation, right? No. Oh. Computer. Water. Temperature. Torvagins. This system is calibrated to the Celsius metric system. It's fascinatingly answers the question that I asked last week. Whatever your system is. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. What if they got a lot of letters? You think they got letters and addressed them somehow during is production? Is it only metric on the Enterprise? Uh, hello. How many feet is a mile? <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm the president. Oh, no, sir. <laughs> I don't need to know how many sir. feet is a mile. Oh, sir. I'm so sorry. Uh, hey, there's a cool thing in here for you to see. Oh, I'll go in then. Oh, great. Yeah, no, it's not in here. We just got to keep moving on. Oh, there it is. Look at that. This is the president. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Thank God. Uh, excuse me, everybody. Yep, coming through. Good to see you. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. And that was the Admiral's now, if you realized that Andy and I were each playing some of those sounds, you'd be blown away by the coordination that just happened. <laughs> all that all that inane waste of time had two people behind <laughs> it. And 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 twenty thousand people bored out of their mind. A fleet of Romulan warbirds could be passing before our eyes. There must be some way to neutralize this advantage. Captain Picard, priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. My ready room. Computer delay time. Two hours, 22 minute delay from time of transmission at Starfleet Command on Laya 3. Don't be such a liar. Mm-hmm. Three. What? I don't get that it. didn't make any sense. Is that a pun? I don't understand puns. <laughs> Computer, key access, 412, mark 80, Picard, Jean-Luc, Starfleet priority code, gamma. Now we all know his code. Oh, this is bad, everybody. We have access to his bathroom now. We have received an official protest from the Romulan Empire demanding the return of your defector. Do we ever see this guy again? Obviously, we are refusing to comply. I join in your skepticism. But if it is a deception, the Romulans are certainly making a good show of it. The Federation Council has convened an emergency session. I think this guy, this guy showed the seams no of not having a real human to play against. Eventually, fall on your. Well, he's not supposed to have a human to play against. I know, but I feel like his 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 character is he acting so well that you believe that he's sending a message that he knows is not going to be seen for two hours and twenty two minutes. And so you're saying that the. The character himself. I'm saying that the it is, is so. Thinking, I really gotta meta. really sell this. It is so meta. Yeah, this guy's performance is probably the greatest performance we've ever seen. Because he's communicating what? The fact that he's talking to just a camera, uh-huh. and he's really hoping that Captain Picard gets this message. I don't understand why it's meta. You've got him. You must decide if he's telling the truth. For now, I suggest you proceed along the neutral zone border. What a Federation position proximate to Nelvana 3. Oh, boy. He was in an airplane, too, with William Shatner. Yes, Captain. Please come to my ready room. Aye, sir. On my way. Slow playback? 
Also, he died of a heart attack a year Display later. Display engine logs and power data for both vessels. Now watch what happens at 095433 on the clock. Way to bring everyone down. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Andy, John I wish Hancock. you wouldn't read uh, bad information to us. I'm going to tell you where when everybody does. Scouter sustained engine damage, forcing him to slow to point six one five impulse power. The warship should overtake him, but it doesn't. Now, just 2.6 seconds later, the warship slows to precisely the same speed. Three times, three speed fluctuations, the warship kept its distance every time. I don't think they wanted to catch up. And yet they fired on the scout ship. They could have killed him. Not necessarily, Doctor. The Romulans have the same capability to direct the impact of their weapons as we do. Hmm. Is there a possibility the wound could be self-inflicted? They're very bad burns. I hardly think... A possibility. She's in love with it. It's all there. Captain's logs. Uh, Ooh, I wonder if that scene is in there. In where? In the script. Stop worrying about the script, Andy. <laughs> so hard. That one guy on Twitter didn't, really want, us didn't to. want me to look at the script. 4346.3.7. We're holding a position at the neutral zone board I've considered your opinion, sir. And I refuse it. Our guest is telling the truth. There are 21 hours left before the Romulan base becomes functional. The monitor and the hood are headed in your direction. But they will arrive too late to be of assistance. Warnings have gone out to all outposts along the border, as well as several independent vessels in nearby sectors. No one here wants a war, Captain. But we are prepared to take them on if that is what they want. All Federation starships have been placed on yellow alert. Come. You wanted to see me, Captain? Yes, Data. I want you to prepare a Class 1 probe. Set the sensors for maximum scan. I want every meter of Nelvana 3 monitored. I will start my calibration, sir. Data. Is there something else you require of me, Captain? clarity of thought your objectivity as always sit down recite all of Henry V to me <laughs> but do it sounding like me also, if I had a different nose <laughs> get that devilish holographic projection, projection. <laughs> who's doing such a fine job of the secondary part as may be felt for years to come I want you to keep a record of these events so that history will have the benefit of a dispassionate view. I really like this. I will begin immediately, sir. Is that all? How is the crew's spirit? They are concerned, of course, Captain, but confident. Do you not see that, sir? Data, unlike King Henry, it is not easy for me to disguise myself and walk among my troops. As you saw in the holodeck. Wink. <laughs> By the way, what the hell is taking Worf so long? What's Worf doing again? He asked for Worf to come to the ready room. Well. It's true. It will be a black matter for the king. I'm here, sir. Oh, I believe you talking to yourself. Sorry. Why must we waste time playing this ridiculous game? There's more here than you're telling us. You're forcing yourself to hold back. I have told you everything relevant about Malvana 3. I'm not talking about the base. The base is all that matters. You're lying, Sital. 
Go to Nelvana 3 and you will see. We're not going anywhere until we get to the truth. You're a spy, aren't you? No! Then prove it. You can begin by telling me something about the location and the strength of the Romulan fleet. I don't know it. You're a logistics officer. For one sector only. Who is your superior officer? Admiral Jurak. The location of the Romulan bases along the neutral zone. I don't know. In your sector. Irrelevant. The number of troops under your admiral's command. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Theoretically, first of all, I love that they're using Troy in the interrogation. That's the kind of thing they should be using her wit for more often. But if they just asked her, if they if she asked him, well, is the thing you're saying about Nelvana 3, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Nelvana 3, is that true to the best of your knowledge? Then she could separate out whether he was lying on that issue or not, even if he was hiding something else. But I think she establishes that that is that like her first line of dialogue is indicative of that, right? She's saying you're holding something back. Yeah, we're not talking about the base. Right. You're forcing yourself to hold back. I have told you everything relevant about Nelvana 3. But I'm not talking about the base. Yeah. I think she knows. She knows that, that he's he telling the truth, he's about, telling the the truth about the base. Yes. Does she say that to Picard? Because I feel like that's the main issue that Picard is grappling with later in the episode. Mm. Right, priority message from security officer Klingon vessel Bortus. Bortus. Hey, Bortus is the name of uh, one of the characters in the Orville, I think. Nice, Andy. Way to put that together. No problem. You just fucking cracked the code. Right, hold on. Let me just make sure that I'm saying that's true. Andy's a genius. Right, hold on. Hold on. Hold oh, boy. No one's oh, better no. at naming characters than Andy. Oh, no. What if I'm wrong? Andy's named every character you've ever seen on television. Oh, boy. Uh, Bordis. Yes. He did it. Commander Bordis. Oh, great. Station deck nine. Aye, sir. Sensors are configured for planetary probes, sir. Ready for launch. <laughs> I've just ate data. Oh no, I said launch. I know. A little space joke. What's happening? See, launch sounds like lunch. No, I got it's that. It's an astronaut's that favorite meal of the day. That putting. Probe on course. Sensors are functioning. Coordinate your analysis with Mr. LaForge. I want this report with dispatch. I don't know, Data. My gut tells me we ought to be listening to what this guy's trying to tell us. Your gut? It's just a a feeling, you know, an instinct, intuition. But those qualities would interfere with rational judgment, would they not? You're right. Sometimes they do. Then why not rely strictly on the facts? Because you just can't rely on the plain and simple facts. Sometimes they lie. They can lead to the wrong conclusions, but they cannot lie. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Is he a defector or not? The facts to date would lead to the objective conclusion that he is not. Yeah. Somehow I think we're going to catch the Romulans with their pants down on Nelvana 3, just like he says. Oh, boy, this is going to confuse Theta. With their taking pants. a long time. A metaphor. Catching them in the act. Because your gut tells you so. Exactly. This scene but you can't takes always... a lot of time. You're right. And we're not even... I don't. Even, I think we got another quarter of the scene to go. And I will say, I feel like this scene is like a season one conversation with Data. Like he's really acting yeah, it's super Yeah, it's a Data... It's, I, he's explaining intuition playing into his into your friggin' decisions. You I know, like covered a, that a long this, time this ago. Is a, this is, there's a lot of this coming. More? With Data, yeah. 
I feel like this is almost like sitcom flavored, like Woody always has to be an idiot kind of. Uh, Woody does have to be an idiot always. With stuff. Until he's not. But Until I, he's really good at poker. But I feel that one like time. they lean into sometimes the feeling that some of these characters are progressing, particularly Data. Like they're learning a little bit more. And this one just feels like a giant step backwards. I think Data's and it now, takes Here's what endless, I think. I think Data's in his own head right now. Uh-huh. Because of Captain Picard requiring his objectivity mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to make a the, record to get the re- of oh. the events. Oh, interesting. So now Data's like, I feel like Data, being more human than he ever thought, is just in his own head right now, questioning everything he's thinking. You know what, Matt? That's such a good defense. Uh, I'm not even uh, just going to play a defense. This is a theme song for Matt, because Andy has way too many... <laughs> It's your theme song. Thanks so much. Finally. <laughs> About the planet's surface. Reading nothing but barren rock. I don't know. They might be able to hide a base from our probe. Its capabilities are limited. The only way we'll know for sure is if we go down and take a look for ourselves. Thanks a lot, LaForge. Why not send 14 tiny shuttlecraft in? Yeah. Well, I guess that would still break the... They'd all be detectives. <laughs> yeah. And they'd have no chance against the Romulans. Although the Romulans, by Tomalek's defense at the end, are allowed to put a satellite a satellite around the planet. So why aren't the Federation allowed to put a satellite around the planet? Uh, I think they are. So then why don't they just do that to scan the surface? I take it you have never I think seen that's essentially how the probe the uh, uh, probe uh, functions. You know. What do you mean? I'm saying, Jordy, saying the there's probe, no way we could tell without being there. I think the probe performs a lot of. The functions of a satellite. I but, think had they put a satellite, what's the what's the difference? Well, I guess all I'm saying is, why don't, don't they just, you launch a satellite? From, oh, I guess a satellite's whatever's orbiting. Why don't they just do the same thing that the Romulans already did? Wouldn't that allow them to tell whether there was a secret base or not? Do the thing. They the, don't know at the, that end, the Romulans already did that. Well, I understand, but the, but Tom like states it at the end like it's like well that's just a satellite right for archaeological purposes right sure. so yeah, why yeah. couldn't they just say the same thing oh we were just putting a satellite for archaeological purposes if it's so acceptable well i don't think they brought a ship there to put the satellite there they probably just launched it well why don't they just do that then who the federation they do by launching this probe that's the equivalent of that satellite oh i see you're saying it's the exact same thing yeah no all right but, it, but they're not going to be able to tell. And also, their satellite is not cloaked. There's the Romulan's satellite is cloaked. Right. That would be an incorrect assumption. Then why do you invade my privacy? I was attempting to ascertain what my guts tell me about you. He's bemused by this. Is he ever? You're the android. I really like this guy's a Romulan. I character. know a host of Romulan cyberneticists that would love to be this close to you. I do not find that concept particularly appealing. Nor should you. Oh snap. I am told by various crew members that this viewport is their favorite on the ship. Mm-hmm. I thought it Deck would bring 10, you some come forward. Mm-hmm. These are not my stars. They're everyone's stars. The heavens are denied me here. Synthetic swill. Now, couldn't they give him what he wanted? 
with the a different view. Replicator. Terminals would be capable of producing a Romulan ale. I'm afraid that would require the molecular structure of the beverage in question. And as you are no doubt aware, our knowledge of your planet is quite limited. But Kirk had a Romulan ale two centuries ago. A century ago. A century ago? Uh, 80 years previous? 80 years ago. Well, I mean, not everyone has a ship that brings them in from time to time, like McCoy. Sure. For I have visited over a hundred different worlds, and none possess the awesome beauty of Romulus. Am I correct in assuming you regret your decision to come here? What I did had to be done. Never again to see the fire falls at Golgothon and the spires of my home as they rise above the Appenix Sea at dawn. I really dig all this. It's a bitter thing to be exiled from your own home. It does appear unlikely you will ever be allowed to return to your planet. The cold reaction of an android. But perhaps we can bring Romulus to you. What? Program complete. Run program. After you. <laughs> it, was a, it was a crazy cartoon hologram. <laughs> this is the best we can do. We have this very is, limited This is what I imagine Romulus to look like. The Valley of Chula. I know it well. So how do they know what the Valley of Chula looks like? You are free to stay here as long as you wish. Beats me. I'm confused about what they know and they don't know about I the no Romulans. I no longer live here. So are the writers. Yeah. Turn it off. I think somebody hated the Romulans' outfits, too. Cancel got to agree. I don't know if it was Berman or somebody else. This. This is my home now, my future. The holiday? I have sacrificed everything. It must not be in vain. Arrange a meeting between myself and Captain Picard. Tell him. Admiral Zerok wants to see him. Oh my god, he's not the guy who the guy we thought the guy was. He's Admiral Zerok. I I like a lot of this episode. I like it a lot. Why wouldn't you like a lot of this episode? What's wrong with it? But that reveal is a weird sort of irrelevant reveal to me. I kind of wish it was this was the reveal. Admiral have a seat. Like they had found it out somehow. And this is how we found out as an audience. Oh, he didn't say anything? He's like, oh, I guess you found out. Yeah. Also, the audience has no idea who Admiral Jarak is. Well, that's what he, that's who he says is his commander. Oh. But nobody, says, but nobody says, well, he's, he works for Admiral Jarak, who's the, the great butcher of Babidi Ba. Like, nobody, like, no, we don't have any investment in um, what that reveal is. I wish they said is. he was the great butcher of Babidi Ba. <laughs> <laughs> the Romulan word babbity ba, the bang to bang boogie, the boobity boop, big bang. Is that a Greece reference? 
Uh, what a, it's Kid, what a kid Rock. A kid Rock. Ugh. See, I'm just not convinced that you are telling the truth. What? My apologies, must Kid I Rock do? fans. You must convince me. If I had irrefutable evidence, but you did not bring irrefutable evidence, you brought no evidence at all. And now I hear you are not the man you claim to be. Admiral, your credibility is stretched beyond belief. A Romulan defector is almost a contradiction in terms. But Admiral Jarrock crossing the lines? I explained my motivations to your interrogators. Yes, 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 yes. Peace in our galaxy. Except, Admiral, you are not a man of peace. Your military record, what we know of it, is clear. Which is precisely why I chose an alternate identity here. The massacres in the Norcon outposts, for example. What you call massacres were called the Norcon campaigns on my world, Captain. One world's butcher is another world's hero. Chef. Perhaps. What? One world's butcher is another <laughs> world's chef. Stop trying to do mat comedy. Oh. <laughs> I am neither one. This is a great scene. Admiral. Oh, I agree. Am I to decide? Hmm? Your good word? Are you willing to help us overpower the Romulan B-type warbirds we may encounter? Are you prepared to help us detect them through their cloaking shields? Well, you see my problem, Admiral. You ask us for faith in circumstances which are hardly possible to believe, compounded by lies and your refusal to tell us what you know. I cannot betray my people. You've already betrayed your people, Admiral. You've made your choices, sir. You're a traitor. Now, if the bitter taste of that is unpalatable to you, I am truly sorry. But I will not risk my crew because you think you can dance on the edge of the neutral zone. You've crossed over, Admiral. You make yourself comfortable with that. Some good uh, Patrick Stewarting right there. Oh, so good. But I like the... We don't have to go into it if you don't want to, but the, the next thing... Is him asking Patrick Stewart about his, uh, or, or Captain mm-hmm. Picard about, do you have a family? Do you have any children, Captain Picard, a family? No. This is amazing. Huh? Then you have sacrificed too much for your career. Yes, this is all very interesting. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> there comes a time in a man's life that you cannot know. When he looks down at the first smile of his baby girl and realizes... It's really hitting he below the belt here. the world for her. For all children. You don't understand. This sounds ridiculous coming out of a Romulus. Well, that is, the, that is the, a problem I have with the characterization, but I don't know. I don't know how it's I feel for about her it. that I am here. Not to destroy the Romulan Empire, but to save it. I would have like more enjoyed him having the motivation of his son being the one that died on Galorn and Kor 
Oh, that would have been great. You know? And he's like, this is because the Romulans are trying to do this incursion. And, like, he's like, he's like, he can't continue with the way the Romulan Empire is operating. So he makes the move to defect. It's a good adjustment, Matt. Yeah. And also, that way, he would have tied in the purpose of Galorn Dincor that yeah. that was the first setup for this incursion. Yeah. Um, yeah, because in the end, it's sort of like he's saying a war will you know will be destructive and horrible for both for both sides mm-hmm. but it's kind of like and i think this is what you're getting at with this speech comes it sounds weird coming out of him that's what romulan the whole romulan perspective is built on is conquering and war it's right? a war machine yeah yeah um, maybe even more single-mindedly than Klingons, or at least like equal. I feel like. No, I think. Well, like I said earlier during my hilarious stand-up comedy routine, yeah, about Klingons. Klingons be warring like this, sure. <laughs> Romulans be warring like this, right? Uh, I think Romulans are always a little more. Something else is afoot, um, and as Picard says in this episode, it's always a game of chess with them. Um, but to that point, I don't buy. This is the, my one problem with this episode is I don't buy his motivation. Right. You know, because I this guy is a guy I look at and I go, he's going to look at his daughter and he's when he sees her smile, he's then he then imagines the glory, the, the glory she will one right. day reign as sub-commander whatever. Right. You know, sub-commander baby Romulan. Yeah, you're right. It needed some other I think the other I think the way to push that into the right direction I think would have been made make that guy his son some other loss then you have a then you have a real like sort of situation with wharf you can develop there that's really smart matt you know good work thanks (laughs) let me go back in time and pitch this to ronald d moore um yeah that is uh the problem and the characterization is great and the acting is so wonderful in this scene and i love that he's digging into picard's you know the lack in Picard's life, mm-hmm. uh, but this essentially feels like it's not a Romulan perspective. It's just a weird, yeah. It's just a weird motivation to get there. Yeah, I almost buy it, but I don't buy it. I think I'm there too. I tried desperately to persuade the High Command that another war would destroy the Empire. They got tired of my arguments. Finally, I was censured, sent off to command some distant sector. This was my only recourse. I'll tell you something else. You could have... I feel like he's implying it here. He said it would destroy the Empire, although I feel like what he's saying is the war itself will, like, basically... will fight each other to a standstill. Whereas I feel like if he was saying... I realize that the Federation has grown too strong and we're going to be overpowered and it's out of ego that we're even engaging you. Then I would kind of buy it as like he's thinking from a tactical yeah, perspective. Yeah, I suppose it's not established at that point, but the Romulan Empire can easily just come in and fuck with the Federation. Their Is that ships true? are more powerful. Is their that weapons are more powerful. Well, that's the thing I don't understand. Oh, yeah. that uh, One warbird against the Enterprise. The warbird's going to fucking take the Enterprise on a second. That's why they need those Klingon ships. Wow. The, war, the Romulan Warbirds, I mean, also, like, they're massive, too. Yeah. And they're fucking just armed to the teeth. So and why do they ever wait? Why do they wait for an excuse because for I who don't starts think the they war? Want, I don't think they want the war, but they're ready for it if they have to. So that is another question I have is, what is the what is the reasoning here? They want the Enterprise to enter first and then go, ha-ha, you entered the neutral zone, you broke our agreement. Toward what end? To start a war? 
Yeah, I think so, right? I mean, it sounds like so they, so they have the moral high ground, but why do you need the moral high ground if you outgun the other side? Just invade. Well, I think there's a little bit of logic left in them. Uh-huh. These, uh, these, Vulcan, these Vulcans that used to be Vulcans. And whenever, whenever Picard and Tomlock kind of face off in these conversations, which we're going to get to at the end of the episode, I'm always sort of like, it feels like it's just like a passive-aggressive fight. It's just like, no, it was your it's fault because back you're the one. Yeah, so who, is, who cares? Just like either no one, I don't think start anyone, the war I don't, don't think either side wants the war. Like it's, we didn't want the – like like Ron Moore says in that quote, the Cuban Missile Crisis on um, – Right, on the neutral zone border, you know, I think the end result is no one wants no one wants the war because they know that they're both so powerful that they would wipe everybody out. So in the end, like uh, America could have bombed the fuck out of Cuba, right? But then you have Russia coming in, and then it just turns into a world war that annihilates everybody. I see. So in the end, the Romulans don't really want the war. No, they don't. They don't. Whether whatever the reality is, they don't think that it's going to be profitable for them to take on the Federation. Yeah, and I also think that, like, there are probably people in there like Tomalak that want the war. Right. But there's more reasonable people outside of Tomalak who right. don't want the war. Right. What is Tomalak back down at the end? Because the Klingon warbirds decloak. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, birds of prey, rather. But that's another weird thing, is, like, then it suggests that Tomalak would have destroyed the Enterprise, thus starting a war. Yeah. And so it's out of self-preservation that he doesn't. Yeah. Is that a Romulan trait, or do Romulans put winning first? Winning I don't know. First? I guess we'll find out. We don't know a ton about the Romulans, you know, because we have the balance of terror, right? Uh-huh. We have a little... Great episode. One of the greatest Star Trek episodes of all time. We have a little bit of... Um... Yeah, there's not a ton... I mean, the real all the stuff we find out about Romulus and the Romulans really come from TNG. Yeah, and then the Dominion War in Deep Space Nine when the Romulans join the wrong join the Dominion. Yeah, to fight against the Federation, and you find out more about the Romulans. But like, yeah, the Romulans are sort of like being made up as they go along here. So these are questions that I can't actually answer right now. Okay. I. will never see my child smile again. Oh, well. She will grow up believing that her father is a traitor. I will never get to eat her on her 13th birthday. Oops, but did I? Oh, Romulans up. do that. Sorry about that. If you act, Picard, if we stop this war before it but begins... But there are many dipping sauces. <laughs> I can't. And I won't. Unless I have unequivocal cooperation. Great face-off. I, l- I would love to know what that conversation was. <laughs> the data. Right? <laughs> like, There's no way of replicating a Romulan So this Ireland? morning he's like, hey, uh, what is intuition? And I'm like, dude, we went over this like <laughs> two years ago when I used to sit next to you flying the ship and he's still not getting it's it. It's just crazy. Really taking a pregnant pause at the top. Admiral Jarok has provided me with the locations, strengths, and tactical plans of the Romulan fleet. Also, their favorite shows. And top albums. Would you believe Mod is, is number one? Regarding engines, <laughs> weapons, Crazy and the cloaking systems of the Warbird class starship. 
but I believe his experience as a field commander will be more valuable for its strategic sense than in the technical areas. Any edge will help, Captain. Don't depend on it. For all we know, he may still be lying, but we shall find that out soon enough. Number one, set course for Nelvana 3. This is great. Worf, uh, Worf just had his hand on his face. And I, I like to just... imagine that Michael Dorn uh, had already removed his mustache for the day. <laughs> and they're like, we need you for one more shot, Dorn. I was oh, like, okay, crap. all right, I'm, I'm going to do this. Covered. I'm going to do this. I'm thinking about not trusting the Romulan. Okay. Try to understand it all bit. Data. Scan Whenever Picard no walks in between no ops and the no helm, Riker always no sort of, of toddles ball. behind. <laughs> well, it's always like the blocking on Star Trek. I think we've talked about this, but the blo- I find the blocking on Star Trek to be horrible. Like oh, it's a, insane because of the fact that they shoot in four by three and the fact that everybody has to fit on the TV screen. Sure. So you, what you end up with is they're never when they're talking to each other, they're never further apart than four inches. Right. It's crazy. Um, little uh, John Cooley, I think, pri- pri- previously made point. Uh, I think that the the the, um, the anonymous helmsman is wearing a season two uniform. I like to think of it as a season one uniform. Or season one uniform. Got to be very uncomfortable. The ionization disturbances. And all the seams are gone, by the way. Cannot identify the source. Finally, ten episodes in. They seem to all be the moving in an orbital the... path with an eight hundred oh, right. kilometer apogee. Lieutenant Wolf, bring the Admiral up here. Aye, sir. Maybe they abandoned the planet after he defected. There is no scarring on the planet's surface that would denote heavy construction of any kind. A cloaking device of some sort? They let you escape. With an arsenal of worthless secrets. What other explanation is there? Permission to withdraw from the neutral zone. Uh, I probably should have played the part where he walks on the ship. That's going backwards. I don't understand. Nelvana 3, Admiral. No base, no weapons, no sign of any life at all. Is there a Starbucks? All the tactical communiques were records, timetables for completion. An entire legion was assigned to this section. Is it possible they could have been feeding you disinformation? Or dat information? (laughs) Wink, wink, wink. (laughs) You said that you had been censured, reassigned four months ago. They knew of your dissatisfaction. This is a theme song for Matt, because Andy has way too many. Sorry, they're not grouped in the same place. (laughs) No. It's impossible. They let you escape with an arsenal of worthless secrets. What other explanation is there? Permission to withdraw from the neutral zone. Yet you 
for earliest convenience, number one. Helm, bring around 180 degrees. Jordy, get us out of here. I hear you, Commander. Why is it Jordy getting them out of there? No, Jordy's handling engine power right warships. now. Warships, uncloaking. Coordinates? Uh-oh. Guys, the Enterprise is under attack from some giant warbirds. Minor damage in the secondary hull. Power transfer fields may be pinched off. I'm working on it. Captain. Don't you hurt, Mr. Wolf. This is just a tap on the shoulder. Or we wouldn't be here talking about it. See, Wolf wants him. Wolf wants to be like, can I call my buddies though? Can I bring? Can I have them decloak? It'd be a lot of fun. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what he's what saying, he's saying just right yet. He's not oh, yet. Oh, in interesting. Warp, yeah. It's a little misdirection of the audience. Humans are healing us. On screen, Captain Picard. I hardly expected to see you again so soon. It seems this time you are the one who has made an aggressive move across the neutral zone. Commander Tomalok. As I'm sure you already know, we were responding to warnings of Romulan incursions at Nelvana 3. Uh, but Captain, as you can see, there is no incursion. And the matter of so the unidentified subspace radio emissions? And the ionization disturbances? Ah, you must mean our orbiting probe. We are studying Nelvana 3 for uh, archaeological Even they research. Say probe. Yeah. With a cloaked satellite. Really, Captain? Would you have us believe this satellite is an excuse for your aggressive charge across the neutral zone? You can believe what you wish. And we will be on our way. Without even an apology, Captain. If an apology will do, then I offer it. I'm afraid it won't. So I will save you the humiliation. Get to it, Tomalock. You see, Picard... After we dissect your enterprise for every precious bit of information, I intend to display its broken hull in the Boy, there was a lot of Shakespeare in this ship. <laughs> center of the Romulan capital as a symbol of our victory. It will inspire our armies for generations to come and serve as a warning to any other traitor who would create ripples of disloyalty. All the communiques... All the timetables, all the records, they're all fiction, written for my benefit, a test, a test of my loyalty. And you used me to lure the Enterprise into the neutral zone. First, Captain, you will return the traitor Jarok. Then you will surrender as prisoners of war. You seriously expect me to accept those terms? No, Captain Picard. I expect you won't. You have 30 seconds to decide. I do not require one, Tomalock. I urge you, Captain Picard, surrender. Consider the men and women you would lead into a lost cause. What a fun scene. So good. If the cause is just and honorable, they are prepared to give their lives. Are you prepared to die today, Tomalok? I expected more from you than an idle threat, Picard. Then you shall have it, Mr. Wolf. Aye, sir. 
Klingon warships. Armed and ready, sir. What shall it be, Tomalok? You will still not survive our assault. You will not survive ours. Shall we die together? I look forward to our next meeting, Captain. Romulan disruptors are powering down, sir. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder what uh, the deal is. So is he? Is he just like oh? So I guess his 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 plan is to is to lure the Enterprise in and then get revenge on Picard and kind of get a victory for the Romulans without starting a war because the Enterprise would have. No, that would start a war immediately. It would have started a war. So you he wants to start like, a war. You can't, like, you can't dissect the hull of the Federation flagship without the Federation doing anything. Well, then why why not just start a war then? What are they waiting for? They don't want to start a war. The who? The Romulans? The I think the Empire itself doesn't feel like starting a war right now because uh-huh. they could start a war at any second by just flying over and blowing but, things up. But Tomalek wants to start a war. Tomalak wants to do whatever Tomalak feels like doing that day. Okay, there you go. Tomalak's a man of many moods. Uh huh. But always very friendly. <laughs> he also has self preservation. He ingested a Philodiston ship. He must have brought it with him. I'm sorry, Captain. There was no antidote. As far as I know. A letter to his wife and daughter. He was alive when I got here, but I couldn't save him. He must have known it would be impossible for us to deliver it. Today, perhaps. But if there are others with the courage of Admiral Jarok, we may hope to see a day of peace when we can take his letter home. In pieces. I made that joke earlier. I know. I was calling you back can't to it. Make my joke again, Andy. I made your joke a second time. Oh. Well, there you go, Andy. Congratulations. You've seen your favorite episode. <laughs> I think it might be my favorite episode so far. That's an interesting question. I was trying to figure out what I would. Uh, well, let's just do this first. <laughs> honor of your Dave Matthews reference earlier. Um, so uh, one question I have is who's who did come up with that plan at the end? Because the last thing he says in that conference room scene is uh, that uh, uh, Jarok would be useful it happens way strategically. Earlier. It happens way earlier in the show, that plan. When's that? When Picard tells Worf to go deal with the incoming transmission from the Klingons. After he asked the Klingons oh, to be hailed, I didn't even catch that. That's great. He's like head down to Deck Nine Security Station and, and deal with the Barat, and then you're like, "That's a character on the." All you're doing is looking for characters in Seth MacFarlane shows, and you're missing the plot of the oh actual show God, we're doing. God, that's genius. Oh, well, I think that may have given it a little bit more in my in my next thing. Okay, so then who are we saying came up with that plan, Picard? I assume. All right. Well, then again, it's a it's a clear cut case, right? Yeah. Picard. Who else is it going to be? Is it going to be Data for his performance on the holodeck? No. Geordi for powering up the engines? (laughs) (laughs) He did. He did turn the engines on. He did. Geordi for extending the shields and inviting an explosion next to the hull. 
Okay, then it's Picard. Oh my god, we have so many good episodes coming up, Andy. I'm very excited. Do we really? Yeah. No. We sit and watch and then we hang and talk, but the podcast isn't over just yet. How many Andy's does this episode get? Boom. Here we are, everybody. We're in to some great Andy's. I'm curious what you're going to give this one. I give this eight and a half Andy's. Interesting. What? It's been a real roller coaster for me on, on the judging. It's on not, this episode? It's not that much of a roller coaster because it's very, it's very minimal distinctions. But I think I was thinking this is an eight and a half ep- uh, Andy's episode because I just, there's so much stuff that's right in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I love seeing the Romulans. I love digging into their history and who they are. I love the characterization of Jarak, uh, the acting, the face-off between him and Picard, the brinkmanship. Uh, you get Tomalock back. You get the two warbirds, which are and the scout ship. Just beautiful effects. They're really piling it on effects wise, and it's all battle stuff. It's a good model. Oh my That's favorite! That's a hand built oh, model. So everybody. beautiful. I love that scout ship. Um, and uh, the reveal of the Klingons at the end. And honestly, that well, there are two things that kind of in in going through the clips again. I feel like it's a little slow from story beat to story beat i love every move that they make i like the plotting of it i like how i like that it's taking its time with these beats and i noticed this by reading larry nemichek's synopsis of this episode yeah it's actually one of the shorter synopses Uh because there is not a lot that happens but it is also like i like that they're able to take their time with each beat well, they, I agree with you, and I think what they do is, even though it's a little bit slower, they have other slow episodes, and there's no characterization that goes along with it. Whereas the progression of Jarek, kind of like, first he's trying to convince them, then he's just, in his down moments, like those scenes with Data, it's just like, oh, wow, that's it. I'm never going to see Romulus again. I'm never going to see any of these things again. I'm forever going to be considered a traitor and that's my trade. It's just like really great, and then it's just really good progression. And and Picard sort of making the 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 command decisions. So so I agree with you on that. And mm-hmm. then my one remaining thought is, I feel like they didn't set up the Klingon thing, and you satisfied that for me. They did set up the Klingon. Thing. Oh, like four times throughout the show. Oh, did they do that yeah, before? Like they're talking about it. You're just not paying attention. You have to like pay attention to the little. There's like l- like one line. I about did it. notice the weird. There's cl- like the a line about Worf it, a line thing. about it, a line about it, and that's okay. it. Okay, and they throw it away because really like, nice. It's a professional crew that knows what they're doing. Well, they don't always know what they're doing. Well, oh, you mean the the crew of the I mean Enterprise? The crew of the Enterprise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I stay again. They don't always know what they're doing, but whatever the case, uh, I'm with you. Eight and a half. Really great episode. You can't give exactly what I gave. That seems well. Rude. I was going to give eight, and then I was like, "Oh, you know what? It, it deserves the eight and a half." Well, I'm glad we got there, everybody, together. I'm sad that we're plowing through these episodes. <laughs> I feel like we have a lot, a lot more to go. We do, but like you know, we got a couple of we got a couple coming up that I'm just a. Real stinkers. <laughs> oh, yeah? But then after that, it's like two of the best episodes in the history of the franchise, I think. Um, but anyway, it's time to uh, hear the trailer for next week's episode of Star Trek Next Generation, which I believe is The Hunted. Is that the next episode, Andy? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I will uh, take a gander here. It is The Hunted. That is uh, the next episode. And I am going to pull the trailer up. With my fingers. 
typing into a keyboard. Here he goes. Here it is. He's pulling it up. I got it. Next time on Star... Time on Star Trek, the next generation. The crew of the Enterprise must stop a violent fugitive. What security personnel full alert? He's a man-made killer, risking death for freedom. He committed no crime. He's been programmed to be the perfect soldier. Now, the only escape is to destroy everything in his path. On Star Trek, the next generation. Ooh, a metahuman. There you go, the hunted coming up next week, everybody. I will say also they they have they do seem to be repeating a lot of like kind of on the verge of war to to oh cultures, it's a it's a, a whole thing. it's a trope I think yeah I don't think it's a trope I know it's a trope he knows it guys I know it's a trope guys anyway Andy I feel like we did a terrible episode. I like the episode. Oh, no, sir. The president approved. Sir, you uh, have got to get out of here. What do you mean? No, no, just follow me. Okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah, okay. This is the... Oh, wait, this is the Admiral's Club, isn't it? Thank you, sir. Yeah, have a good time in there. Oh, there are nuts in here. Oh, boy. If you want to be invited into that circle, all you got to do is donate a little bit of cash to the uh, United Federation of Planets President's Circle. Anyway, Andy, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank uh, you for having you're me, You're welcome Matt. on any time you want. <laughs> this is, this Just is my podcast Swing through well. the podcast. I, I understand that you outrank me. Any time. I, I like to think that You're it's welcome to any episode, buddy. This is not You're great. Our cool. listeners love you. Not cool. uh, they love when you're on the show. So thanks so much for being here. I'm not a special and guest. We'll, uh, we'll see you next. Uh, we'll see I'm you next week. Maybe if you're around, if you can come by next week. Love this. All right. Room.